Hey guys, my name is Kaylee Alyssa, and today we're talking about the journey of becoming. What's up? It's Kevin Crenshaw, aka The Heart Guy. Welcome to The Heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. So I'm here with Kaylee. She is a health and wellness advocate and mentor. I'm super excited for this talk today because we're going to go into a little bit of your story, which you said you haven't really talked much about no, a lot. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be yeah, here. So we're talking about the journey of becoming. Becoming what? <laughs> <laughs> becoming me, really. Finding myself and finding love. And um, it's not something I share often on social media, mm. which is my main platform of communicating with my com- community. But um, yeah. Well, I just want to honor you that you're even talking about this. Thank you. With that being recorded, <laughs> which is different <laughs> than just talking about it you know, yeah. with a friend. Yeah. So um, I guess what was that journey like? You know, it's been a long road. I... Um, I was in a almost 15-year relationship. I married my high school sweetheart. So he was my one and only for a very, very long time. And, you know, when we started dating, I was 14 years old. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we dated for 10 years, got married at 24. And then, um, you know, I just, when you when you start dating someone at such a young age, you automatically, your life is, is their life. It's so intertwined. And it's hard to know who you are without that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a beautiful relationship in so many ways. And we're still friends to this day. We share custody of our dog together. Um, <laughs> That's adorable. And he is a solid, amazing human. Um, but it was, you know, the challenges you face when you're that young coming together in relationship mm-hmm. are so vast and so extreme. I mean, communication has to be on point and... Um, we just weren't there. We didn't know how to communicate with each other. There was so much resentment and pain and hurt that was built up. And, um, and I caused a lot of that. I was very much so in a like self-sabotage sort of realm towards the end of my relationship. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was beautiful in so many ways. That first love is beautiful and I wouldn't take it back. Not for a Mm -hmm. moment. I learned a lot from him and his family is amazing. And, um, so how can you get to this spot? Because I mean, this is the journey, right? Yeah, because a yeah. lot of people, and this is a social thing where it's like you break up with somebody, you have to hate their guts. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, I'm friends with some of my exes. So it's, I understand where you're coming from, but how did you get to that spot? And what was the breakup like? Because <laughs> I mean, the divorce was the, yeah. painful. It was awful. You know, I mm. remember coming home and collapsing on my floor and, and sobbing like a baby and my dog would like lick the tears off my face and it was awful. Mm. It was so sad because he was my person and he, you know, I, and I love him to this day. Um, and I know that had I shown up differently and had he shown up differently, we could have saved our marriage and we were both just so hurt and waiting for the other one to make the move to fix it. Damn. Um, that it just wasn't, it wasn't possible. And, you know, we didn't talk for a long time after, mm. after we divorced. Um, there was a period where we needed to just recover. And, um, Which I think is important and healthy. Very important, yeah. very healthy. And to find out who I was, I was going through a lot during that time. Especially we so dating him since 14. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, I've never dated anyone else in my life other than him. And I was now living in L.A. as a single woman. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, I'm 28 years old and single for the first time. And I was a mess. Oh, I God. was a mess. I went to Sundance, met this, like, hot actor who I didn't know who, who he was, but, you know, hooked up with him thinking I was going to have, like, a one-night stand. First time in my life ever. And it turned into, like, a year-long thing. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, I started dating this other guy who I have been intertwined with the past few years of my life. I came straight out of my marriage and went into this open relationship with this other man. 
um, who's in the same kind of wellness space and community that I'm in. And it was, it was the biggest um, growth period of my life, the most challenging, the hardest period of my life ever, harder than my divorce. Um, this man has been so influential in all of the work I've done in relationships, communication, love, mm-hmm. self-worth, all of it. I mm-hmm. mean, every lesson I could learn, I learned with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in, in the period of our first year of dating, he and I explored an open relationship with each other, in which time um, his son Asa was conceived. And, you know, that was a challenge in and of itself. Um, there was this woman who knew nothing about me and I nothing about her, and then all of a sudden there's a child there. And, um, and so that was a challenge, needless to say. And to this, you know, to the end of our relationship, she and I never really communicated. We never really got on well mm-hmm. because he pitted us against each other and would tell me one thing and her another thing. And um, it was pretty bad. It was pretty awful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we had so many iterations of our relationship. But um, I think that the purpose of me being with him, I mean, there were a few, but the big one was I was just, I was put in the fire. And I got refined and refined and refined. And I learned so much about learning to use my voice, learning to set and maintain boundaries, mm-hmm. to verbalize what's okay, what's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are huge lessons for me, big, big lessons. And I feel very powerful in every other area of my life. And then when it came to that relationship, oftentimes I felt powerless. He's very... Um, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people do, for yeah. sure, in relationship. We lose ourselves. And only people right. from the outside can see it. When you're in mm-hmm. it, it's really hard to see. So why do you think that happens? Um, having gone through it yourself. Well, because you're so clouded. You're clouded by many things. It could be you're clouded by amazing sex, this amazing physical right. connection. And oftentimes when you're in a challenging relationship that's up and down, you get addicted to the highs and lows, right. the swings of the thing. Yeah. And I for sure, I, I had that addiction to the, the breakup and the makeup and the back and the forth. And mm-hmm. our sex was amazing always. I mean, we were together off and on for five years and the sex was without fail, never an issue for us. And mm-hmm. to, like, to the day we broke up, we were having sex like sometimes twice a day, three times a day Mm. and in a long-term relationship that doesn't happen you know Mm. like that at least that I've known (laughs) maybe it does maybe good for you you know everyone's your flavor (laughs) (laughs) if that's your flavor yeah maybe I'll be that blessed I you know um but for sure I think we just get lost and to Mm -hmm. have perspective and to have people on the outside who you know and trust Mm -hmm. you know but at the same time everyone's flawed no one's perfect and so when you're taking Mm -hmm. when you're taking or when you're getting advice from people that are imperfect and that don't necessarily know what's best, mm-hmm. then, you know, we, we always have to take things for, for what they're worth. Right. And, and you have to trust and follow your intuition. And that was a big issue for me because I lost my intuition in that relationship. How? Okay. Yeah, well, specifically how? Yeah. And this is, this is the journey of becoming for me. This is, this is the big lesson I learned with my ex is that um, my intuition has always been very spot on in my life. I, if I feel something, I go and I do it. If I, I, and it's always there. It's always accurate. With him, um, I would feel something and I would express those feelings and I, or concerns or whatever it was. And he would tell me otherwise, that they were wrong, that no, this wasn't happening, no, I didn't do that thing that you think I did, whatever it was, Mm. and I would believe him, and I would trust him. And inevitably, six months down the road, a year and a half down the road, two years down the road, three years down the road, 
it would come out that that thing actually did happen, that mm-hmm. he actually did do that thing with that person or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just like my intuition got so very lost and so very shattered. And I blamed him for a long time for that. Is that in the name of love because you loved him so much? I loved him you... so much. To this day, I love him even yeah. still, you know. But was it be, why do you think people do that where they shove their intuition down? Is it because they want that yeah, person well, so you, bad? Yeah, or? well, because you want to believe otherwise. You want to mm-hmm. believe that you can trust them. You want to believe that they didn't do that thing that, mm-hmm. that hurt you. You want to mm-hmm. believe that they have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they didn't. And, I mean, not all the time, of course. This right. is my experience. Right. But, like, I think, it, I, think I, I inherently believe that people are good and that people want to do good. And mm-hmm. so I give them chance and chance and chance again. Mm-hmm. And this is, I know that this is a flaw of mine. It's, it's something that I've worked on. I wouldn't say it's a flaw. More discernment. Yeah, and that's what I've been... Discernment is my word, actually. No, yeah, I've been like thriving on discernment for the past few months. <laughs> I love that's that like, word. It's so juicy. Yes, so good. Yes. So that's part of, that's part of my lesson with him, um, mm. w- one of the things. But yeah, finding my intuition was hard. I, I would get, you know, towards the end, I got much more refined with it. And if something mm-hmm. came up, I'd be like, no, this is not, this is not happening. This is mm-hmm. not, you know, my intuition so how do you, would fire. How do you get to that point? Like how people listening, yeah. how do they find their intuition again and act on it because sometimes they just don't see that they don't have that level of self-love, yeah. self-respect to even... And then you question yourself and you're just exactly. in your head going over things a million times and yeah. Okay, so for me, um, the things that I did, number one was I got deep into my meditation practice. And when mm. I say deep, I went to New York. I studied with my mentor for a really intensive 10-day segment. I went and sat Vipassana. I did the Hoffman process, and then I did a yoga nidra tra- teacher training. So you went deep. I went deep. I was like, I got to – because every time I would, like, pull a, a tarot card or every time I would, like, sit and ask – all I, the, the response that I got, what I needed was silence. What I needed. Wow. Yeah. What I needed was to turn inward and co- consistently that message kept coming to me mm-hmm. wherever I would look for it. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, that's my little pup. Beckman. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, um, so that was, that was big. Getting yeah. quiet and listening mm. and he- hearing myself and what I needed. Checking in with my body. What did my body need? Checking with my spirit. What did my spirit need? Checking in with Your my, heart. my heart my inner child, you know, mm-hmm. um, all of those things and, and giving, giving myself what I needed, mm-hmm. not only hearing what I needed, but then giving it to myself was big. Mm. Allowing um, yourself to receive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then beyond meditation, I think it was in order to take the action, like to have that courage and confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, to, I had to first feel confident in other areas of my life and, you know, whether that was teaching yoga for me or creating like, you know, the, the programs that I've done or creating my mentorship that I've done, it's getting over that sense of being an imposter, the imposter syndrome. Like, you know, we all, if something comes naturally to us and we're, we're naturally good and we mm-hmm. naturally have this skill, we automatically devalue it. Mm-hmm. We, that can't be a value because it's easy for me. That can't mm-hmm. be a value because, you know, this came naturally to me. So mm-hmm. we devalue it. And I did that to myself all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. And when I stopped devaluing what came naturally to me and what I'm naturally good at, that's when I got more confident. That's when I felt more powerful. Um, but it's not a cure-all. I still, I still have issues. I still have worthiness up. stuff. Yeah. Oh, I mean, me too. You know, yeah. I got my event this weekend and I'm like, did I prepare enough? Am I, am I ready? Yeah. Da, 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 da. But it's like, 
again, going back to being blessed and seeing how life has prepared you for right now. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. always ready. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So how, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, life is one fat improv game in my opinion. Yeah. So it's just kind of like you show up and yeah. you do your best. You do that's, your best. That's it. That's so, it. um, how did, how specifically mm-hmm. did you get to the point? What was the turning point where you said enough is enough? Yeah. I've got to change this because <laughs> listen, you can do that of two ways. Mm-hmm. Life is going to give you that leverage or you can seek it out yourself. Yeah. You can get pushed or you can jump. Exactly. So yeah, well, it's so funny because the thing that actually, it was the straw that broke the camel's back this time for me, it wasn't anything massive or huge. And in the past it has been massive mm. and huge, really big hurts, really big deceptive, mm. um, like ground shattering trust stuff. Um, but this time it was, I got really, I was, I was filming, I was on set with Aloe Moves. I was filming this hit yoga program and my second day in on a three day shoot, I got the flu and I threw my back out Oof. and I had to cancel the shoot the rest of the day and get myself home without really being able to move. And, um, my, my ex and I, that night I went to a, I had this dinner that I had to show up at. So I, I go to this dinner, I'm icing my back. Mm-hmm. I've got like pain terminator and all this stuff. Yeah. So I'm not sitting, I'm standing at the dinner <laughs> and you know, my, something had come up earlier that day. My ex I, had said something to me that, um, was then a friend of mine said something else and I was kind of confused by it. And I brought it up with him and I was like, Hey, I want to talk to you after this dinner you know, you said this, but so-and-so said this, and it made me really uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why don't we talk about it right now? And, blah, 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 and kind of pushed me into a conversation I, I was not prepared or ready to have in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we ended abruptly our conversation, and um, that night we got, it, we got into it, and we got in an argument. And um, I don't remember the details of what happened. Anyway, the next morning I woke up incapacitated, had to cancel the shoot early that morning, I texted my partner early and told him, you know, I had to cancel my shoot today. Um, I threw my back out. I've got the flu. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really not doing well. And I didn't hear from him in, for like an hour and a half, and which time he was like, oh, I'm playing with my son, Asa. I'll get back to you later. I didn't hear from him until 4 o'clock that day. And meanwhile, he was off posting photos of himself in a Speedo doing a handstand by the pool. And I'm sitting here trying to get to acupuncture and chiropractor and all of these things. And it just, um, it just hit me as I was like, you know, I, I'm a mess. I'm like not only physically broken, but I'm sick. And then just emotionally drained from the night before of our argument. Mm-hmm. And I needed my partner. I needed him to show up mm-hmm. and fucking help me, you know, mm-hmm. like I put your shit to the side and show up because I need you. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. And he mm-hmm. called me at like four o'clock that day when he had a six o'clock class that evening and was like, Hey, what's up? I'm going into this like, you know, session with my healer right now. And I was like, Oh, you're going into a session with you. Great. Like, <laughs> where have you been all day? Mm-hmm. You know? And he proceeded to just kick me while I was down, like just was a jerk on the phone to me and started to bring up other stuff from the past. And as I was listening to him talk, he said something like, it, 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 I might be butchering this. Mm-hmm. It was something about like, I, well, your feelings don't matter because of this, or I'm not listening to your feelings because of this, or I can't hear your feelings because of this. Almost like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly his wording, but yeah. when he said that, my response to him was, okay, well, they're not your problem anymore. You don't have to worry about my feelings ever again because you and I are done. Something inside my head when I was just listening to him talk to me was like, 
I don't want no. a partner who's not going to show up for me when I'm hurt and injured. Right. And that, it might seem like this, like a seemingly small thing, but in the context of our relationship, like we've had so much pain and so much resentment and so much hurt, like water under the bridge is to say the least of it. Mm-hmm. That at this point, I just really saw what I was getting into for the rest of my life with him. Mm. And if I've been in a relationship for six years with a human who can't show up when I'm injured and sick and I need him and just put his shit to the side for a few hours and talk about it later with me, then yeah. that's not the partner that I need by my side for the rest of my life. I think that's, a, that's an interesting point. You looked at the, re- like, the rest of your life yeah, instead of just that one instance and that now, which I think is a lot of how you get yeah. into that roller coaster of going up and down. Yeah, constantly. and he's done much worse things than that, you know, so <laughs> many things. But I don't know why this was the thing for me. I think it's because in this last iteration of our relationship of getting back together, it was different. You know, mm-hmm. he, he has done work and he has grown and he has changed. And I see that fully. Mm-hmm. And he continues to grow and change. Mm-hmm. It's just at this rate that's slower than what I needed or what I could, what I could mm-hmm. see even sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. But it ended. Mm-hmm. And so to where you're at now. Yeah, which is wild. I, um, I did not expect to meet my person and um, to really fall in love or to like feel the way I do about another human um, mm-hmm. after my past two relationships. And nor was I looking for that in any way. Usually when it happens. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, so I met, I met my person, I met him very randomly. I was um, driving from SF to LA and I stopped in Santa Cruz to have coffee with a girlfriend and he sat by me and my girlfriend outside overlooking the surf break with his dog and just started talking to us and it was a five minute conversation and that was it and he got up and left to go surf and when he stood up and walked away, my girlfriend and I just looked at each other and she was like, you need to, you need to get that guy's information. <laughs> and I looked at her, I was like, I think that's my human. Wow. And she was from like, from a five minute conversation. From a five minute conversation. That was it. And he followed me on Instagram. I didn't get his information because at the time I was still in a relationship. And I was like, this is insane. I, you know, like whatever. I just met this human. It's nothing. Yeah. It's just silly. It's like, you, an, you, it's like you, an attraction. You shut down your intuition. Yeah, exactly. I shut down wow. my intuition. And when you meet people and they're attractive, you're like, oh, he's cute. I, you know, right. whatever. And so I was just like, whatever. I'm not, there's nothing. And then that was it. There was nothing after that. It, it was like we followed each other on Instagram and maybe commented one or two times. Yeah. And um, yeah, then it was, you know, when my ex and I broke up, I put something online that was like, it was emo. You know, it was like a middle finger on oh, my story or something yeah, about feeling yeah, all yeah. the feels. And, you know, this guy and I had talked casually online, but nothing like super, you know, Serious. involved. Yeah. And at that point in time, I don't know, it was just something in me had shifted and something in him had shifted. And we just started talking. We started talking every day for like three and four hours a day on FaceTime, <laughs> like meditating together. Yeah, yeah. And just, I just like, that was it. Wow. That was it. And we talked every day for like three weeks or almost mm-hmm. a month. And then he came down to visit. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We're talking about. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So I want to dissect that because. Going from having hurt yeah. in your past to allowing yourself to be in this relationship now, because I think that's a big key mm-hmm. that a lot of people could, you know, they could have, you did pushed work, it away. but I no, but you did the away. work. Yeah. You did the work of forgiveness and releasing. Mm-hmm. You didn't have trust issues with him. Nothing. All of that stuff because Nothing. you've done the work. Yeah. So could you talk about what yeah. that work is and why it's so important? Yeah. Because that's the work that we talk about on this podcast and that I do with my clients. Like that's 
that is how to start fresh and start new, which is what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know if that was going to be possible, to be honest. I thought for sure I would, I would bring in stuff from my past and my isms from my past. And of course, there's still things that trigger me now, but I'm so aware of them. Mm. Um, and I've done a lot of work. And I think that's why ending my last relationship was like this, not, not in like my feelings. I still feel for this, my ex right. very much. But um, I think because we've had so many on and offs and so many breakups, this time was just like, I'm done. I'm walking away. And it, it was so much. I've already processed. I'd mm. already done all the processing of all the breakups. <laughs> I didn't need to process mm. again. I was mm. just done. And I had one good cry. And That's key. Don't run over that. Don't. Yeah, I had because one good so cry. Because so many people shove that down. I didn't. They go out and drink with their girlfriends or they go out and like, you know, no, pour called, into the gym or work or whatever. I called my friend Noah and I said, Noah, what are you doing right now? And he's like, oh, I have this dinner. And I was like, I really need you. Can you come over? He canceled a dinner. He came over to my house and he just sat there while I cried for hours about my ex and listened. And he just, you know, it was beautiful. So I needed that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but beyond that, uh, you know, the work that I've done is, is I went to the Hoffman process um, a few, like maybe two years ago during one of our breakups. And I, I really looked deeply at what my what I was contributing to our relationship, what my patterns of communication were. Mm. I I test people. I throw something out there to see how they respond when oftentimes I'll know how they respond. And then I punish them for responding in the way that I knew they were going to respond. <laughs> a lot of women do that, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I was a big, big tester. Um, and also, I did not communicate well. I did mm. not. If I was feeling something, I didn't, I didn't say it. If I had a question about something, I would hold it back. Um, and so I really learned, uh, very much how to mm. not, how to not do that anymore. Mm. Um, and then when you said allowing myself to have this relationship, yeah, I did because so many people were like, no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't jump into a relationship with this person. Like you need to process your ex, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I didn't need that. And I knew that I didn't need it because I had already done so much processing mm -hmm. throughout my relationship and so much work that mm. I just completely felt that. I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. I'm done with it mm -hmm. and I'm moving on. And I think that a lot of people get stuck in their story. A lot of people oh, right. have a story that they're very attached to and that they continuously perpetuate and that they tell themselves, whether it's mm -hmm. their mom died when they were two years old and they're jaded from that now, mm -hmm. or they were in this relationship and they were the victim and the X, Y, and Z, like mm -hmm. I'm over it. New story, new book, I'm moving on mm -hmm. and I'm starting a new one. I love that because I call that a love story. So you have your old love story and your new love story. Yeah. Yeah. You rewrote it. Done. Yeah. But you chose to believe different about yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you think was the core of that? What was the big belief? My shift? intuition. It wasn't Don't a trust belief. Your intuition. It was my intuition. I knew the second I met that human. I knew. Right. And I and that was my last lesson. Like silencing that with him, that feeling that I had with the man that I'm seeing now. Mm -hmm. Um, even though it wasn't a big silence, like he was in my head all the time. I was thinking yeah. about that. But that was my last one, you know? And then the moment he came, the moment I broke up, the moment we started talking, I was like, this is it. I'm not going to hold back anything. I'm not going to play games with this human. I'm going to tell him exactly where I'm at in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell him exactly how I feel mm -hmm. about myself and about him and about this relationship. Mm -hmm. And it has been the clearest, most like effortless communication I've ever experienced with anyone. Because you, you're... you're Contract with that is radical honesty. Radical honesty. Which is so important. Yeah. Because so many people are like, oh, I want to play it cool. You know, I'm thinking about this person all the time, but I don't want to tell them because no. they don't sound needy. No, like, say it. Yeah. The first time we talked, I'm like, okay, what's wrong with you? Like, what are your, what's your shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. Yeah, you? I was like, tell I me. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're with the right person, then they'll dive into that. Yeah, with you, and right? we did. Like, we that's got awesome. right into it. 
Yeah. I absolutely love it. Well, yeah, you've definitely become this transformation is, is the word that I see for you. You've just completely transformed That's and I, I honor and respect it and Thank it's you. beautiful. I'm yeah, Thank I appreciate you. it. So where can people follow the rest of your journey and <laughs> what you do and all that thing? Yeah. So, um, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Kaylee, Alyssa, C A L E Y A L Y S S A. My website is the same. Everything is at Kaylee. Kaylee Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, go check her stuff out. You got the scoop on her story and you nailed see everything else that you're doing. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved this. And thank you so much for being thank on the you. show. I yeah. appreciate it. it for everybody better. listening, go follow her. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today.